Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. Welcome back, everyone, to the Level Up Podcast. This is Matt Johnson. I've got Greg Harrelson with me. We are talking about coming down to the end of 2020. And just uh, we're delving into a, a, maybe a short series of episodes. Where we're talking a lot about mindset. And uh, and I'm trying to to crack Greg open like a nut for all that he's <laughs> worth. I want all I want all the goodness that I can squeeze out of you uh, in our time together because, I mean, this is uh, uh, it's cathartic. It's almost like personal coaching for me. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go as deep as I can uh, because I want to talk about something that you said in the last episode together where you just, you just, of course, reeled this off in the, in the flow of things. You said something to the effect of, we have a duty to perform at our highest level. And so I wanted to come back to that and ask you what you meant by that, because we didn't get a chance to go into it on the last episode, which was fantastic. But, um, just to set the scene, you know, it's coming down to the end of 2020. We talked about getting down kind of into the red zone. It's hard to push the ball across the goal line. So you said, but one of the things that you can do is you can look at the duty that you have and the people that are watching. So what do you mean by that? So, you know, probably the reason why that came out in the last episode is I've been doing um, a lot, having a lot of conversations on business planning and whatnot with my agents, uh, Mm. just, just really recent. And, you know, and, and and I, I I said, okay, I want you to answer four questions. The first question is, how are you currently doing? Meaning in your business, kind of like a recap. How are you currently doing? Okay. Okay. The second question is, what do you want? What do you want? Not, not, not what is your goal? I'm asking, what do you want? Because, and I, and I word it, what do you want? Because like people want what they want. They usually have a stronger desire to get what they want than they do to actually reach a goal. It's a little bit more intimate. It's a little bit more of a connecting type of word. We connect with our wants a little bit more than our goals. Goals kind of a disconnect, wants to connect. The third question is though, why is, is why do you want it? Because I believe like you gotta know where you are, you gotta know where you wanna go. This is what you want. And you also gotta know why you want to, you want what you want, like why? What's important about that particular desire, that goal, like you want a hundred transactions. Well, why do you want a hundred transactions? And then you start to kind of peel the onion a little bit deeper. Well, I think the one question that most people don't ask, which I think is actually the most critical, most, most coaches and most, you know, mentors, they stop with the, where are you recap? What do you want? And why do you want it? And a lot of people don't ever go to why you want it, but I think it's a a higher level if you start coaching on the why versus the what, but I think there's another level that really gets down to the core. And that is this, who is impacted when you get it? And who's impacted when you fail to get it? So let's just say somebody says, well, I wanna do a hundred deals or 50 deals, whatever your number is. I wanna do X amount of deals. Well, why do you want it? Well, you know, I wanna have some income. My, my, you know, that'll put me past survival level. Then I could go ahead and, um, you know, and, and, and just, you know, be a little bit more financially free. And then I said, well, let me ask you this. Well, you know, who's gonna benefit when you achieve that goal? Oh, you know, I'll be able to give my kids like, you know, a better lifestyle and, you know, and I'll be feel better because I can drive a, a car that I'm not worried about breaking down. 
And then I say this last one. Okay, so who's going to suffer when you don't achieve it? And then here's how that conversation goes. Well, it's a well and an exhale like you just got kicked in the gut. <laughs> and, I, and I really mean it. I'm yeah. telling you right now, it will be a well, it'll be a word and an exhale simultaneously, which means they just absorbed a blow. And I'm not trying to kick them in the gut, but it's very, very important as a leader to understand the impact that that one question had. Because when I ask that question and I hear that impact, then I know now what's really going to motivate them. And so now all of a sudden they say, well, you know, I do have a daughter that's graduating. She's getting ready to go for college. I realize I'm not going to be able to get any grants or or, 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 or any kind of, you know, assistance for college. And, and she wants to go to a college that's $42,000 a year. And I really, I guess if I don't succeed, uh, if I don't do this, then I'm not, she's going to have to take out some student loans. Mm-hmm. And that's the single mother talking. Mm-hmm. Who would do anything they possibly could to not have that daughter go into college and rack up hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt. Mm-hmm. So we have a duty. We have a duty to understand that somebody's watching. Don't think that you're not being watched. Mm-hmm. And when you get clear and you have to ask yourselves these questions, what do you want? Why do you want it? You know, who's going to benefit when you get it? Who's going to suffer when you fail to get it? And when you ask yourself that question and you really realize, um, you know, and you really answer that honestly, you're going to realize at that moment that your achievement of the things that you want actually matter to other people. And I think that's when it becomes our duty. We have a duty. Other people are watching. So we have a duty to be our best version of ourselves. We have a duty to perform at the highest level possible, not because of greed, not because of what we want financially. We have a duty to perform at the highest level because somebody's watching. And when they get to observe us performing at the highest level, then they see what's possible for them. Their observation of us at our highest level becomes their standards. And from that baseline is where they get to grow. So when we can stop looking at what our goals give us, and we can turn our attention on what our goals give others, or what our failure to pursue our goals, how it contributes to the suffering of others, now all of a sudden, we're way more motivated. Mm -hmm. And see, to me, I believe that we have a duty. We have a duty to be an example We have a duty to be a solution. We have a duty to show others what's possible. Every single one of us do. Can you imagine if we all accepted that duty? If just a few of us accepted that, if just one person in every real estate office across the country decided they were going to step up and be that example for their office, the whole office would elevate. It only takes one person. Why doesn't it just be you? You know, I said a long time ago, so I did, it's funny, I still have it, a video, not a video cassette, I don't think there's a such thing, a a cassette, Tom Ferry 
interviewed me years and years ago on a cassette. And he asked me on that cassette, he asked me, Greg, he said to me, Greg, you know, every time I talk to you, you know, you seem to like, you kind of got it going on. You got a good mindset. You know, there's got to be a time where, you know, you just like something must suck at some point. Can you tell me a time when something sucked? And I said, I said, Tom, you know what? I can tell you a time. And I never thought about it until he just challenged me with the question. And I said, it was the time that I had to make a decision in my local market to be the most light or the most productive. And it really sucked because when I decided I was going to work on being the most productive, I knew I was going to not be the most light. I knew I was going down a path that might be lonely. I knew that it was going down a path that I was not going to have friendships in my local market, but I had to make a decision. Tom, I had to make a decision and I feel like it's my duty to perform at the highest level so no matter if I'm liked or I'm not liked, if I'm an example of somebody can perform at the highest level, even the people that dislike me or dislike what I've done, their level will be elevated. I have a duty. I'm going to change the real estate industry and I'm going to start locally and I'm going to do it by being the best version of me. And if people don't step up, then I'll take market share. And if they step up, then we'll raise the elevation of professionalism in the industry. And if that's what I get in the end, I accomplish. So that's what I mean by duty. <laughs> this is good, man. I, 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 he, I hesitate to jump in because uh, you're on a you're on a roll. Um, there was um, one of the best leadership books I've ever read is uh, Urban Meyer's Above the Line. Have you ever read that? I have not. It's incredible. Um, and I'm a big football fan. So like, maybe it speaks to me more than more so than other leadership books, but he, he laid out a principle I've never heard anybody else say. And I think this applies to somebody if you were like, especially if you're in a leadership position, but like you said, no matter what position you think you're in, you're in a leadership position because people are yes. watching. So I want, so as I say this, I want people to keep that in mind because the example that he gave is he says, look, when I'm looking at my a football team, said, I, there are 10% of the top that are the, the, the super high performers said, I don't, I don't need to spend all my time with them as much as I would love to, because they don't need me. Then there's the 80% that could be pulled into that top 10%. They could be top performers. And then there's the other 10% that are at the bottom. They're just never going, they're just never going to make that decision. He said, the temptation for leaders is to spend the time with the people that already have the great mindset that you just enjoy hanging out. So, so what I did is I started to recruit the guys that were in our top 10% that had the right mindset, that had the right work ethic, that had that sense of duty. And he said, I assigned them the task, each one of them, of bringing somebody else from the rest of the team into that top 10% with them. So that changed everything. Because it wasn't about me just trying to impact people. It was about me spending time in getting into that, like those high performers, getting them to bring other people up to their level, to get to instill that sense of duty into the rest of the team, which I thought was really, really interesting. So whether you're the leader at the top, who's kind of, you've got the bird's eye view of that, or whether you're that person that you would consider yourself in that top 10%, that's awesome. Now go bring somebody else into that top 10% with you, bring somebody else into that high performing category with you. And I think you do that, like you said, Greg, just by keeping in mind that other people are always watching. Uh, sometimes you can make active efforts to bring people along. And sometimes you just lead by example. Everybody's leadership style is different and that's fine. 
Um, even if all you do is you just show up every day and you lead by example, you're pulling somebody else up to your level. You just may not know exactly who that is. At all times. And I shared with you earlier, you know, um, it, 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 it progresses over time. Like when I was first starting out in real estate and I started doing, you know, I probably breaking through the hundred deal range and all that stuff and started growing, you know, past that, that, that range. I, I still today where I stand in my office, I still today have pictures and I know right now, I know that the picture is probably, oh gosh, 18 years old because my daughter's 19 and the picture that I have of her is probably when she was one. Wow. And, and so what I did is I set that picture up on my left. I actually taped it up to the left of the, the wall where I would stand and then when I came in, I would always see her looking at me. And, and I asked myself, am I being the example that I would want her to follow? I have a duty to her. Now, over time, my duties became larger. I had duties to real estate agents, duties to staff. I feel like I have a duty as a great friend. I feel like I have a duty to perform at the highest level, not for the money that I can make, but the example that I can set. So it kind of, let's take it back to that question. Where are you now? What do you want? Why do you want it? Who's going to benefit from it when you get it? But most important, who's going to suffer when you don't? Somebody's going to suffer, period. Make sure you're connected to that, not committed to that, connected to the fact that you understand that your duty is to make sure that loved one's not suffering. Mm -hmm. And let that be your motivation. Let that be your motivation to excel. Let's take that mindset into the new year. It's really good. Well, thank you, well, Matt. Yeah. Wow. Um, how do people connect with you, Greg? And you connect with me by just, you know, just reaching out and, and letting me know what you think about the Level Up podcast or asking me questions through Facebook Messenger. That's just the best way to do it. And, yeah. and, and, and you know, the reason why I answer those messages is because I have a duty. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I take that to heart. I mean, yeah. I have a duty because remember I said when I gave you the story about the Tom Ferry cassette. So I'm going to change the industry. I'm going to, I'm not going to change. I'm not the only one that's changing the industry. There's plenty of great, great leaders out there that have had big changes and impacts on the industry. I'm just hoping that I play a little bit of role in it. Okay. And, and so part of my duty is to make sure that I keep in mind that I have that responsibility. I've placed that responsibility on myself. And I'm really committed to other people leveling up, to elevating their game. And I can talk to them about it all I want. But if I just be an example of it, I'll be much more effective. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Well, and for the folks that are listening, we just want to like, thank you for everyone that, that shares the show. Um, for anybody that, uh, that brings it to other agents in your office. And, and like we talked about, just being being that example, looking for opportunities to, to make an impact in people's lives. Um, consider passing along an episode like this. If you feel like it's going to be helpful, if you yeah. feel like it'll help somebody that, that needs a boost in their mindset, somebody that's emotionally exhausted coming down to the end of this year. I'm sure you know a lot of those people. 
uh, consider sharing an episode like this with them because it might make a major impact in their life. So with that being said, as always, Greg, I really appreciate doing these episodes with you. I know the audience appreciates it because we get a chance to hear more from you than from the guests which um, which I know that's that's a lot of the reason why people show up for this podcast. So just appreciate you. All right, man. Thank you so much.